Blog Talk Radio. Good morning to all friends of animals and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt and I thank you for waking up at the crack of dawn and tuning in. I've got a pretty amazing lineup of guests this morning. First up, Lisa Marie Mulkern from HandicappedPets.com has some extremely moving stories about companion animals that were dealt some very difficult cards and were able to overcome tremendous challenges thanks to some truly caring people. Then, after our halftime break, Marianne Dell will be stopping by with a bundle of books that she's just reviewed and you're absolutely going to love the one she's picked out for you this month. This and more are just on the other side of a very quick break, so keep your radio tuned to KJAZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm joined by Lisa Marie Mulkern from HandicappedPets.com. Good morning, Lisa Marie. Good morning, Marie, and thank you for having me on your show. Well, I am real excited to have all of you back from HandicappedPets.com. You've been on the show before, and I'm always so impressed with the products that you make available for handicapped pets and their caretakers. Well, thank you. Yes, and we look forward to um, sharing some new products and uh, things that are going on here at handicappedpets.com. The thing that really got my attention and why I wanted to get you back on the show was I read a press release about a book called Miracle Dogs, Adventures on Wheels. And it's a collection of stories that are heartwarming and heartbreaking about dogs and a goat. And I think you have a story about a pig, too. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, Miracle Dogs Adventures on Wheels is a new book written by Sandy Johnson. And it details the stories of a total of 13, well, 12 dogs um, and one goat who are users of the Walkin' Wheels dog wheelchair that is available from HandicapPets.com. And the book uh, basically came from, we have so many incredible stories from our customers over the years, and they are always wanting to share their stories and photos with us. And the inventor of the Walkin' Wheels dog wheelchair, Mark Robinson, who's also the president and founder of HandicapPets.com, his mother is Sandy Johnson, who is an award-winning author and um, has written several other books, um, had a conversation with his mother one day about, you know, would you be interested in writing the stories of um, these dogs? You know, they're, they're miraculous, inspirational, and um, 
now we're hoping that this is going to become the first in a series of books because we still have so many other stories oh, of miracle dogs on wheels that we want to share. That is so, so cool. These I first bet. 13 are just the start. I, I'm sure they are. How many people write into you on average every year to tell you their stories? Oh, we, we get stories on a daily basis. Wow. Um, we have thousands of testimonials on our website of owners whose dogs have been given a second chance thanks to Walk and Wheels Dog Wheelchairs and other products that are available from HandicapPets.com. So this really... Um, just a you know a, a small slice of the number of stories that we have to share, and why we want to make the book into a series going forward. That is really neat. You know, for for the longest time, if you had a pet who could no longer walk, that was pretty much a death sentence. And most veterinarians would say the quality of life isn't going to be there. The best thing that you can do as this pet's caretaker is to let it go and have it euthanized. Exactly. And with walk-in wheels and other mobility products that are available now from HandicapPets.com, euthanasia is no longer the only option for a dog or other pet that can no longer walk on its own. Let's hear some um, of the w- stories. I, I heard about a dog named Omid who lived, who lived on the streets of Iran and was found lying injured on the side of the road. Can you tell me what happened with Omid? Uh, yes, actually, Omid is our cover dog for Miracle Dogs Adventures on Wheels. And he was fortunate enough to make his way from Iran here to the United States. And he is now living a new life um, just outside of Washington, D.C., with his family. And he does just fine with his wheelchair. Oh, that's So it's, cool. it's really a. One of many stories that we have, we help dogs all around the world, not just here in the United States. And um, we also have another story of Wang Wang, who is a dog that was um, rescued in China and also uses a walk in wheels. And she's another one of the miracle dogs featured in the book. Oh, that's pretty cool. And and you were saying that some of these stories are, are, are pretty hard to take. There was a dog named Scooter a six-month-old puppy that was actually shot and left to die. Can you tell me what happened with Scooter? Absolutely. Um, Scooter was um, found, as you, as you described, injured, dragging himself along the side of the road. He was brought to the local animal control shelter in Tennessee, and um, he was really like on the table about to be euthanized by the director of the shelter that morning. And there was just something about his, you know, liveliness and looking up into his eyes where he just decided, you know, if his pain can be managed, let's take him to the veterinarian. Let's see what we can do. Maybe we can get a wheelchair for him. And Scooter's gone on to become an incredible inspiration. He um, is training to be a therapy dog oh, to help wow. help children and help help children who are also um, experiencing uh, disabilities. Mm-hmm. And he um, is living a perfect life. 
Wow. You know what I really like about Scooter's story and the fact that he's becoming a therapy dog and visiting kids who are going through similar circumstances. Of course, I'm hoping none of them were shot and left on the road to die, but (laughs) here he is. He's got this great attitude. He's getting all over the place in his little doggy wheelchair. What an inspiration for kids who might be thinking life isn't going to be very fun if I have to be in a wheelchair when they get to see this happy little guy who isn't slowed down in the least by the challenges that he's got. Exactly. And there are many more stories available. And you can purchase the book, Miracle Dogs, Adventures on Wheels. It's available at handicappets.com and also on Amazon. Um, It's also available in an electronic format. So if you are a reader on Kindle or Nook, um, you can download the book. And the pictures also will download. They'll be black and white, of course. Mm -hmm. But it's... um, a wonderful experience and something that you can share with your whole family. Ah, that is really neat. Let me ask you about Mark Robinson uh, for a moment. Did he start this company because he had a handicapped pet himself? Well, what happened was Mark's dog, Mercedes, um, years ago when he was um, raising his family, um, she was put to sleep possibly, you know, arguably before her time at the advice of a veterinarian Mm -hmm. because Mark didn't really have any resources to um, learn how to cope with um, dogs who had epilepsy. And um, the dog had started to show a bit of aggression as a result of the disease as well. And so Mark wanted to create a place where caretakers could come together and exchange information and talk about options when they had elderly, disabled, or injured pets. And that was back in 2001. Okay. And um, from there, uh, the discussion forum and the help and advice forum and the various products that were made available on the website, um, Mark began listening more and more to his customers and other products that they wanted for their pets. And that's where he got the idea for a fully adjustable dog wheelchair, and he invented the walk-in wheels. Okay. That, that is really a huge leap forward from when I was uh, animal health tech at a veterinary clinic. I remember every now and then we'd try and fabricate little doggy wheelchairs, and we'd use skateboards and, and I hate to say it, but like almost like duct tape. <laughs> and towels and all kinds of crazy things. And and the dogs, they really weren't very comfortable. And, and I'm not sure that was really the best way to go, but it was the best we could do at the time. And now I see these little doggy wheelchairs, and they are awesome. And they, they glide along so smoothly, and the pets really seem to learn how to use them really quickly. What's the learning curve as far as what you've received customer feedback-wise? Well, we have very few dogs who will never use a wheelchair. Um, Almost all dogs will acclimate to using a wheelchair, and overwhelmingly, dogs take to the wheelchair right away. If there's any sort of hesitation, usually the first little treat, positive reinforcement that you put in front of them to make them start walking forward is all it takes. 
Um, occasionally, it may take you know a few days for them to really get used to it and walk at a you know quick pace and you know uh, be as mobile as as they once were before their injury. Mm-hmm. But uh, the nice thing about walking wheels too is. Um, because it's fully adjustable and it's not made to fit just one dog, um, we have a return policy. So, for instance, um, this is often a product that pet owners order at the end of their dog's life. Mm -hmm. And we have had, sadly, cases where a customer orders the wheelchair and then their older dog passes away just a couple days after the wheelchair arrives. Well, the good news is that you can return that and get your money back, whereas if you had spent the money to have something built just to fit your dog, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to return it and recoup that money. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm glad that you guys do that. And I know that you've had uh, a goat as your client and a pig who apparently is making the TV show uh, circuit. (laughs) Yes, um, Chris P. Bacon is our famous um, pig in a wheelchair. He Chris uses P. a walking wheel. <laughs> His name is Chris P. Bacon. Okay. Yes, he has a rather large Facebook following and okay. Twitter. Wow. Um, he's been featured on a number of television news broadcasts and um, most recently was featured in a documentary on PBS entitled My Bionic Pet. Oh, cool. That was that was last Wednesday, I believe. Exactly. Just this past Wednesday. Wow. So April, you can probably still catch that episode online because I know that you can get a lot of the old uh, PBS Nature programs online and, and view them again. And it'll probably air again on PBS, too, if you uh, do a search. Absolutely. And we do encourage people to do that. They'll find Crispy Bacon very inspiring, oh, for sure. Oh, my goodness. That's a very unfortunate name. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about cats, and then we'll have to wrap up. It's been so much fun talking with you. We're just about out of time. Do you make wheelchairs for kitties? Most um, cats need a custom-built wheelchair at this point, Um, but we are uh, very close to coming out with a wheelchair small enough to accommodate cats. Um, Right now, our Walkin' Wheels mini dog wheelchair has been used with um, some larger bunnies and small dogs, Um, but we have yet to have a cat use the Walkin' Wheels mini, but what we can do is um, refer people who are interested in a custom solution for their cat if they visit our website at handicappets.com. Excellent. Well, it's been really fun talking with you, Lisa Marie. You've told some great stories, and I know a lot of the listeners are going to be checking out your website soon. Now, we have to take a very quick break now, but when we come back, Marianne Dell will be here with her latest book picks. So stay tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be right back on the Pet Place radio show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is our pet 
Facebook reviewer and longtime friend, Marianne Dell. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Marie. How are you? I'm doing well. We've missed you. I'm so glad you're back. Yeah, it's good to be back on the air. And you have some books for us that you've reviewed. I do. Now, I know that you have one book that we've been talking about called Don't Judge a Book by Its Cover, and it's by Denise Fleck. But it sounds so interesting that I'm thinking that she should be a guest on the show. I think that would be excellent. You know, she won a um, she won an award from the Dog Writers Association of America for this book, too. Wow. Well, we're so. not going to give away any of the secrets. We'll just bring her back next week and okay. talk about it. And in the meantime, you have a book that title, whose title just really got me. It's called Find Momo. And that's interesting to me because my kitty's name is Momo. Yeah. <laughs> it means peaches in Japanese. Oh, well, <laughs> this Momo's not a kitty. This is a border collie. Ah, okay. <laughs> and he belongs to Andrew Knapp, and they live in Canada. Knapp is a photographer, and he says that Momo loves to hide. Hmm. It's a game they play. He oh, hides, fun. and Dad finds him, Okay, which is a great game. It's a variant on some of the scent detection games I play with my dogs, but uh-huh. hey, it's fun, <laughs> and it's relationship building, and that's yeah. what's all important. Aww. Well, this is basically finding Waldo for the dog set. <laughs> awesome. Instead of where's Waldo, it's find Momo. Okay. There are many photos in the book, and Momo, surprisingly, you wouldn't think it would be that difficult to find a dog in a photo, but it surprisingly is. He tucks himself behind walls or structures and because of his black and white coloring sometimes he melds so well into the background that it's quite difficult to find him. Wow. So these are actual photographs and not illustrations. Correct. They are photos with the dog in them. Okay. And um Knapp is a lovely photographer. They they journeyed all over uh, parts of the northern U.S. and Canada, and he tells little stories about some of the places they were and some of the people they visited. And, I mean, Momo's everywhere. He's behind rocks. He's on roofs. In one <laughs> photo, he's on the roof of a garage. Oh, no, that's a little scary. Uh, no, it's a flat roof. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think it's fine. Okay. And... Um, Behind bushes, you know, uh, I don't want to give away too much where he is because it's really fun. Did you have any trouble finding them in any of the pictures? Yeah, there were a couple I had to give up and go to the photos in the back of the book where it shows where he is. I cheated. I cheated, but only once or twice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That sounds like lots of fun. So it's a a good children's book, but adults can enjoy it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think everybody can. It might be a little too difficult for very, very young children, but kids who are just starting to appreciate books and who are, you know, quite, quite visual and they've started to have some cognitive development, I think absolutely would enjoy the heck out of this. Oh, that is very cool. And where can you find find Momo. Uh, It's by Quark Books, so on their website. Uh, Also, I believe, on Amazon. Okay. So, you know, all these books you can find on Amazon. Oh, excellent. For for the most part. How how much does this one go for? This one is $14.95. It's it's, um, like a trade paperback size. Okay, excellent. So perfect little gift size. Yes, absolutely. And perfect gift price. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, your next title is called The Power of 
pause. I like that. Tell us yeah. a little about it. Well, this is the, the subtitle tells it all, Reflections on a Life with Dogs. And uh, the man who wrote this is Gary Schiebler. And he's done a lot of uh, songwriting for some country stars. Oh. And uh, he's a really good writer. And, you know, this is probably the seventh or eighth book about my life with dogs that I've read by people. And um, like some of them, this one goes through stories about many different dogs and their impression on his life. And he starts with Rusty, the Collie Shepherd who his family found when he was a boy mm-hmm. and who stayed with the family until Gary went away from college and then decided his work was done Aww. and he moved on. Uh-huh. He talks about a lot of the dogs he encountered at the Helen Woodward Center down in San Diego County because he worked there for a while as a humane educator. Oh, nice. And uh, he tells a story which I just love. When I used to work in a shelter, I always used to want to do this, but no one would let me do it. He would bring kids in, and he would lead them into the back when it was playtime for the dogs and the kennels were empty, and he would blindfold them, and he would put them in a kennel and shut the door, and the kennels were such that the walls were concrete, so all they could see was the kid who was straight across from them. Uh-huh. And he'd say, now take out your blind, take off your blindfolds. How does this feel? Wow. <laughs> I would love to do that. Yeah, wouldn't you? I could see why the shelters that you worked for would say, no, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but they weren't, what too, weren't too happy. Tool, yeah. But it's such a great lesson. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. How would you like to be stuck here in this situation? With, with, Wouldn't you want to rush to the edge of the cage and get the attention of someone who was walking by? Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it really is. It's really powerful, powerful educational tool. I'll let you on to something, Marianne. I, I actually wanted to do that to a number of adults who used to drop off their pets at the animal shelter where I worked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only f- only those we put in the little wire cages. <laughs> the smaller ones where, where they can't turn around. <laughs> can't stand up, can't turn yep. around. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, but well, it's, this is a very he's a he writes with a great deal of compassion, and even when he's telling some sad stories about some animals that didn't make it, um, there's education there and there's a lesson. Okay. And um, you know he writes about one dog Fraser who didn't make it, and and the whole thing is people let him down from the get go. You know. Yeah. Here's a dog, and I always think of my dog Fly when I when I read stories like this, because Fly was such a tough little nine-week-old puppy when I got him. He didn't want to have anything to do with anyone, and he was a resource guarder, and he wanted to bite everybody and keep him out of his face and his space. And if he hadn't landed with someone who worked with him to help him understand that really life really didn't have to be that big of a struggle, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure he wouldn't have made it. Yeah, Wow. You know, and and it's just it's just too bad because I wish people and this book points to this would do a little more education sometimes before they take on pets. That is the key, isn't it? It really is. Wow, is this book? Would you say more for adults, or yes. can high schoolers get a lot out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, where where do you think the cutoff is? I would say no younger than high school age. Okay. Um, I think high school age kids could get something out of this, and certainly adults. Okay. Uh, would. So it's a little bit intense for the younger readers. I yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not a small children's book. There's there's too much too many unfortunate realities in it. 
And hopefully it'll make a difference so those unfortunate realities will be a thing of the past. We certainly hope so. Wow. I like it when there's books like this, even though they're hard to read and hard to take sometimes. I think the educational value is, is just phenomenal, so I'm glad people are writing it. Yeah, and especially when it's people who've been there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Well, let's yep. talk about your next book now, The <laughs> Seasons of Cherokee's Life. <laughs> this is just a sweet little book uh, written by a woman who actually does communications for a healthcare company. Um, and it starts on the last night of this little Shih Tzu's life. And he just talks about his life with his person mm-hmm. who, yes, got him at a pet store, but will forgive that um, <laughs> because the life they share together clearly is one of love and connection and okay. relationship. And he lives a very, very good life. He helps her to get through some very tough times when her husband dies and she doesn't know what she can do. And he's the constant in her life that's always there. Um and it, it's just a nice story about how really a relationship with an animal should be. Aww. You know, and, and he's at a vet's office hooked up to an IV when the story starts, but his people, in hopes that maybe something can be done, and when everyone realizes it can't, his people come in and they're with him at the end as he moves on. And wow. it's, it's, you know, again, probably certainly high school age kids, even junior high kids could read this one. Um, even adults, it, you know, I just put it out there as a story of, see, this is really what we all should aspire to. Absolutely. Whether our lives are good or bad or whatever, we bring these animals into them with us, let them join us on the journey, no matter what it involves. Oh, well, you know, now that you've gotten me uh, all curious, <laughs> thanks for that, Marianne. Anytime, Marie. <laughs> okay, so again, this is probably something we can find on Amazon yeah. or local bookstores, yeah. and, yep. or and it's ten ninety five. Ten ninety five. Yeah. Okay, uh, yep. sounds like a a really sweet story, except for the very beginning and the very end. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Marianne, I'm so glad you were able to make some time for us this morning, and me too. thanks for mentioning uh, Denise Fleck to me. We're going to definitely get her on next week, and and talk Good. about her work both in, in writing and in Pet First Aid, which is yes. something that she's also involved with. Yes, I've worked with her with that. She's a wonderful person. She does a lot of terrific stuff. Sounds pretty cool. So thanks for yeah. everything that you do for that for us here at the Pet Place, for all our listeners, and have a great day, Marianne. All right, you too, Marie. It is time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, get set for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Now, for the past couple of weeks, I've been mentioning the Pet Place documentary we're working on, and I want to remind you again, if you've adopted a pet from a shelter or a rescue, the Pet Place wants to hear from you. We're producing a film about the amazing companions that shelter and rescue pets make. So, while we're at Pet Expo at the Orange County Fairgrounds from April
April 25th to the 27th, we'll be recording stories from pet adopters in our booth. If you want to go on camera and you aren't shy with your storytelling, then write to us at PetPlaceRadio at gmail.com and we'll get you scheduled. We have time slots available throughout the Pet Expo weekend, but write to us now to ensure you get a time that's convenient for you. We'll take a limited number of walk-ins at the event, but to secure your spot, make sure you send an email to PetPlaceRadio at gmail.com. Again, that's PetPlaceRadio at gmail.com. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day.